0: Welcome to Encounter. This is a podcast and radio show where we seek to encounter Christ's culture and community. On tonight's episode, Joe Cole and I look at one overarching question. And the question is, are you a gossiper? So in tonight's episode, we break down into three categories. The first category is what does the Bible actually have to say? We do some really interesting word studies and how the Jewish culture would have heard the words that are written down in the New Testament. And in the second part of the episode, we take a closer look at ourselves and how we tend to make mistakes in each of the categories that we define uh, as gossip. And in the third part, we relook at some of the major scriptures in the New Testament that talk about taming the tongue with a new lens of the culture that they would be speaking in. So first, word study. Two, we relate it to our lives and hopefully relate it to yours. And three, we Bring it back to the Bible, and we look at the words of Jesus and some of the disciples. So as we move through this episode, we pray that it is something that builds your repertoire of faith, and that you understand that your, your tongue really has power. So as we do that, guys, please like, subscribe, and favorite this podcast. We have lots of plans. Uh, We have plans to make small series that we're going to start going through in the New and Old Testament. So one that we plan to go go through is the book of John soon. So we're still going to have guests on. We're still going to cover topics, but we do want to kind of sink into a book of the Bibles and then see where God pulls out topics from that for us so we can do some expository discussions here on this podcast. We'll be praying for you. Have a great week. All right, so I'm going to go on the record and say this that I think. Based off our conversations before this and leading up to this podcast episode, this is probably going to be one of the more impacting and convicting episodes that we've ever recorded. Do you agree? The the most, yes. The most. for me. Considering we just spent probably an hour and a a half arguing about certain points and talking through different points about this topic that we're going to talk through tonight. And uh, this is a tough one because – as you'll learn as we unfold it, in the different facets of it, it is a sin that has permeated our culture and our conversation so much that we don't know that it's even happening most of the time. And during our conversation about it, we caught each other multiple times doing it. And so what we want to do tonight is unpacked unpa- – unpack? Unpack. Unpacketed gossip. So, John Piper says that sexual sin is the sin that's bringing down churches across the world. I think this is worse. I think this one is bringing more churches down. It, if not worse, it's at the exact same level. Exact same yeah. level. Yeah. Not, not in terms of, you know, Christ didn't die for this any anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Not but the in one terms sin of is devastation. Worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more we... Studied it, and Joe recommended a book on a couple episodes ago, uh, Walking in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus, by – how do you say her name? Lois Verberg. Okay. I was going to say Titterberger. Titterberger. <laughs> <a bird. laughs> Is TV, TV or B or G? There used to be more vowels in there. Yeah. And it just goes over the the, the Jewish context. I mean, you want to just describe like the idea of the book and kind of set the scene for why it's important to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, her her – subtitle there is what is it it says um how the jewish words of jesus can change your life and i don't want to beat a dead horse because we've talked about this a lot but um taking jesus out of his jewish context makes us misread and have uh, false theologies on on all sorts of things when we're not hearing them in the light of how he meant them to be understood and that's basically what the book is about um and and, and th- you could write you could write extensively on this topic. So she tried to get what she could in one book. She actually has two. And the other one is Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus. Um, I haven't read that one yet, though. But uh, it's basically putting Jesus back in his Jewish context and then rereading Scripture through that lens. Be- it would it, be like anything. I was, I was talking to friends last night, and, and my example of it would be like, let's just say you were obsessed with, like, uh, Andrea Bocelli, Right? And you wanted to know everything about him, but you never studied Italy. Right now, I want to know one thing about him. He's blind. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know who that is. Andrea Bocelli? Nope. Oh, he's a, a Italian singer. Oh, I was going to say painter. He, I, yeah. Is he like the most famous? He might be the most famous. Sing, singer, yeah. Yeah. I'm too busy reading my Bible to know. Oh, <laughs> all, right. all right. I'm just But Let's But yeah, But uh and, But he's blind. But anyway, it, it would be like trying to oh, – whoever. You know what I mean? It would it, be trying to figure out them without – the culture that shaped them. Mm. Or, like, it'd be trying to figure him out and not knowing what it's like to be blind. So, you would only get, like, how much percentage of him, you know? It's so, it's like, it's, it, that's really what the book is about. It's putting Jesus back into his Jewish context and reading it through that lens. And so,
0: th- the, that, pretext that he just explained is that the, the first chapter or two, and then the rest of it is looking at the specific words of Jesus and then placing them into the context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like I said, we, you could probably take every word that he said yeah. and do it, so she just takes certain ones. And one of the more convicting ones is, is gossip. And so the chapter nine, I believe, chapter seven, chapter Seven, nine. seven, yeah. And so we're not going to be referencing, you know, just giving you a book talk tonight. We're, we're going to be explaining some of the main points and theology that, that expand beyond the book as well, and then applying it and trying to look at certain words Jesus said that we can now look at a different light, but for specifically gossip, we're looking at how when the when the Jews who would have received different commands from Jesus, like the Jewish ears that would have heard certain verses from mm-hmm. Jesus, what that would have meant. It's just like anything else impact. because, right, like uh, like idioms. English
1: has a bunch of idioms that we use that not only do not make sense in other languages, they don't even make sense if you go to England or South Africa or Australia. Like, they use different idioms and and sayings to describe things. And we just automatically know what it means. Like, go break a leg. We know what that means. That means good luck. I don't actually want you to break a leg, you know. And it it comes from whatever history of it. But we just have these sayings that are in the Bible, and we just read through them sometimes because we don't even know what they mean. And and we try to—we'll make crazy theories out of justifications of certain things and— It was just
0: actually a Jewish idiom that meant this or whatever, you know. And what you might not realize until you speak to someone who is outside of your culture is how many idioms are built into our language today. Yeah. In the summer program that I worked in, I I had middle schoolers and a lot of them Spanish speaking. And Hmm. we read a book called Schooled, and it was about a kid that was kicked out of a commune, and then he was told to go to public school. So I actually liked the book. It was pretty good for for a middle school book. And it was a pretty low reading level, but every page had a couple idioms, a way to pause and explain. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what they meant by – and it was just a phrase <laughs> that really did change the meaning of the, the paragraph or the mm-hmm. sentence. And yeah. it's just something you may don't realize. If you've, if you've never listened to someone else speak from another language, you might not have had that experience. Or if you know more than one, then you realize how much they don't make sense. Mm.
1: Like So for the one I just used, uh, go break a leg. To us, that means good luck. But in Italian, it's in bocca al lupo, which means into the mouth of the wolf, mm. and that means good luck. So you hear all the time. So but that so but same meanings, op completely opposite phrases. And if you try to translate those literally, it, somebody in America wouldn't get it.
0: You'd yeah, like, hmm. and, and it's even and when I was in New Orleans and I helped this lady. Uh, I guess it was a Walmart. She just her cart was there, and I just like was walking by, her and I just pushed her cart in for her, and she goes, "Y'all con is all hell," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" I I just uh, didn't make any sense. So, if I were reading that on paper, I'd be like, okay, what does the oxymoron mean? Kind and hell in the same sentence. Like, what's the point? You know, (laughs) if I were from a different culture, that would make no sense. Right. Different language. Mm -hmm. So, let's unpack this a little bit and uh, experience conviction a little bit here. uh, Yeah, we'll talk about application later. But do do you really think it's like the biggest problem? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I don't think it's the
1: biggest problem when you look at it in our the, where we have put it. it, the category that we have put it in, and the weight of the sin that we have made it. We made it almost seem like it's not big, not a big deal. Like it, 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 pastors do it and never get removed from a pulpit, stuff like that. We have just watered it down so much that it's shocking to hear. If I say that it's the biggest problem, like that's shocking to hear. You're like, no, it can't be. It's got to be this, this or that because because of where we have put it. But again, if you put this back into its Jewish context, it's – yeah, I think it's one of the biggest problems.
0: Mm. Um, so what we try to do in these episodes and what we're trying to be more like specific about is is come up with either a main – like a main point or a question that we're trying to answer. And I guess like the question that I want the listeners to be considering as we walk through this is um, – are you gonna honestly look and see if gossip is your besetting sin that you don't even know? Is it you, is it a sin that you're willing to just walk by and and not address, or is it a sin mm-hmm. that you're going to address? And mm-hmm. it's basically, are you man enough tonight? <laughs> um, are you man enough to actually look at it and address something that you know we're we're all we're very quick to address um, in the in the especially in Christianity like the visible sins like they're an alcoholic they're um, philanderers they're um you know they're sleeping around they're doing drugs um but this one is meek and small and but but yet it is also one of the most
2: um physically evident uh sins like you have to do it with another person so there's always a witness to your sin mm-hmm
0: like yeah, that, true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, the, it's, it's a sin you can't do alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, think about that. That's a good point.
2: No, th- this, this sin alone would just be you praying to God and
0: would be calling out to him. Yeah. I was saying even texting is like still has to be with somebody yeah, else. Yeah, like still with somebody you else. You can physically though. be alone, but you, you you need to. That's true. Yeah. So the accountabilities should be pretty quick. Yeah. You can drink alone. Mm-hmm. Can't gossip alone. Can't gossip alone.
1: you <laughs> <laughs> just a weirdo. Right. So, so, so ancient rabbinic rabbitic thought actually – that was their main point. That like, with murder. All right, bring the intelligence in. Here well, we go. I'm
0: thought That was the whole point. No, no, I'm just
1: messing, <laughs> no, just no, no, so like, no, but really, I, mean, that's I thought you were like, killing something new, and you're like, <laughs> no, but that's so. The, I mean, they considered murder like one person, but with gossip, you kill three people. You're killing yourself because you're slandering somebody else. Mm-hmm. The person that's not there, and then the person the person that's listening. That's listening. Mm-hmm. So you're killing. It, it's a it's a three. Way murder, hmm.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah. Which and is
1: that, exactly what you guys were talking about. Where it's like, yeah, you
0: you can't do it by yourself. Yeah, you can you can commit a genocide with your tongue, not just a murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Because then they go tell somebody, and then they go tell somebody, and then they, you know that's how things. It's get the back law to of people. like powers,
0: where it's like it multiplies. Yeah. And so when I – so James 3 is going to be a couple – is going to be the backbone of a couple of things we, we talk about tonight. And um, for me, I can just tell you that the interpretation I've always pulled from that or at least the commentaries or whatever because I've talked to James once uh, a long time ago. And like Josiah, I avoid it because I don't like how direct it is. Uh, but for uh, James, whenever – when it says like that your tongue is a rudder, um, your tongue could – you know. Um, dilute and ruin lots of things I always just took that as like disparaging remarks directly at somebody like insults you can mm-hmm. you can cut mm-hmm. somebody down at the knees because you you hurt them um, there's a one of a a pastor um, that lost his church in New York um, he uh, basically, was like I think I've already said this before, but it's it's just like a perfect example of the tongue when it's when it's so direct and and what we would, we'll talk about in a minute. It, I wouldn't put under the American definition of gossip, but it is because mm-hmm. it's cutting. But like he, he was, his son was showering, and his 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 church was attached to the parsonage, whatever it is. So it oh, right, right, yeah. And he yelled at his kid, dropped the f bomb. The 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 window was open, and that bomb trickled out over the ears of the people waiting to get into the sermon that he's about to preach, and he lost his whole church, hmm. you know, and and he didn't bridle his tongue for one second. And the most common, even-tempered person I've ever met in my whole life and lost it for one second and lost his entire position, his retirement, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so th- whenever I interpreted that verse, it was always like just direct disparaging. You didn't protect it, but he didn't really, in my mind, gossip about anyone mm-hmm. in there. It was just a flaw with his tongue. So, would we classify that just unbridled tongue, where you're disparaging someone to their face? How would you classify that as gossip or not?
1: Oh, so again, Was that, say, disparaging um, someone to their face, like Joe, you shaming stink. somebody. Sure, like, like public, no, that'd yeah. be publicly. Yeah, shaming like in somebody. The, the,
0: yeah, three of us are here, and I'm like, Joe, you stink, and you smell like cabbage.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, that's that's literally shaming somebody or profaning <laughs> their name. It's and a so lie. That but... does fall
0: under the biblical definition of gossip, and. Yeah, well I think we're
1: getting I think we're getting away from from so, so basically uh, gossip would be its own category where that where the individual that you're talking about or rolling your eyes about or grunting about or whatever isn't there okay that's gossip however this whole tongue thing that James was talking about where in uh, James 3 2 where he says any I forget what it is anybody who masters their tongue masters the whole body was, yep yeah so um that, specifically is in Jewish thought there's going to be a Hebrew word here so excuse my mispr- mispronunciation of it but it's called lashon hara which is evil tongue okay so that's not gossip because an you can umbrella be, over... that's, that's the umbrella over everything when because what we're supposed to do is edify and build up so when you're doing anything that's not that it's it's this evil tongue so that would be
0: under that umbrella um so that's, that's not specifically what we're addressing tonight is slander to their face. We're mostly addressing the other thing, although the Bible does address that.
1: Yeah, yeah. but Jesus says it in Luke six forty five, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of.
0: That is, he's describing Lashon Hara, which is evil tongue. Yeah, and so one thing, this, uh, this is where the conviction started setting in for me, all right? So And this is where I have uh, heard justification for gossip, and it's under... The words that you said, lashon hara, mm-hmm. about yeah, you said you sound cool when you say it. you've yeah. been to Israel. I can tell. <laughs> um, when <laughs> I should tell you about it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't just include telling lies, but it also focuses on negative truths about someone else could be ne- that could be damaging or unnecessary. Right. So, what does Pastor Vince's litmus test he gave us? If, is it kind? kind and, is it true? True is it and necessary. necessary? Right. And so, the necessary part is covered under lashon. Lashonda no, um, right? and the you know I've I've met very truthful honest people that that have truths that are hurting and they're like why can't I tell them that they need to fix this because it's true um, and I I do understand a little bit because I do think there is a t- time and a place to speak un unpalatable truth to someone in love and I think there's a biblical mandate to do that for a brother. But not all truth needs to be spoken all of the time. And if you are unbridled truth about people's personal lives, then I think you're missing the chance to actually disciple them in certain ways. You know, like right now, I'm sure you guys could speak truth to me that would be damaging and not helpful. And, I'm, well, and I also think it's in the way it's delivered. Yeah. You know, that's and how whole, often. It- Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How, yeah. I mean, there's lots and of. And if
1: every
2: day I had a new truth for you. Yeah, Did know. Like, right,
1: dude, would you hate me? Like, yeah. And and exactly. Even
2: giving grace for people to change. If you do bring something up, mm-hmm. it's not like the next day you're like, "All right, you're yeah. a perfect yeah. human being." The next day, mm-hmm.
0: and then you become their Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not your role. No. And so that that's a that's a, a level of okay. That's I don't think that's really I don't think I've had that. I don't know. I don't. I try to avoid confrontation until it's necessary. So I I don't really desire confrontation, but I have heard that used multiple like many times as you know, I want to deliver this truth mm-hmm. because they need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um if you they don't need to and you get to determine whether they need it or not. So it is a judgment call, you know? Right. They have to pray about. And sometimes I think you could intentionally try not to be damaging and, and it wasn't necessary and you think it was and, and there's there's a little room for grace there. But mm-hmm. if you always think you know exactly I don't know. That you gotta have a heart check there. So even things that are true aren't necessarily kind or necessary, and that's what that addresses. Yes, correct. Yeah,
2: is that kind of going off the the thing we we talked a little bit before the scale thing, like uh, having a weight at scale for people and yes, giving people more grace.
1: Yeah. So it comes from that when Jesus is talking about, um, you know, how 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 to judge other people mm-hmm. and the weight that you judge other people is is, the, is how you'll receive judgment mm-hmm. and it, it comes from Middle Eastern cultures. you know they sell spices down the streets in the bazaars, and you how you pay for it is by weighing it. Mm-hmm. and they used to the, the ancient like proverb would would say like weigh someone with with the thumb with a thumb on. It. always have your thumb down, giving them favor. so you're giving them more spice than really what they're paying for like mm-hmm. but that's what he's talking about that that measurement he's actually talking about that scale and to the weight that you're giving grace. With the way
0: that you give grace, you'll it's receive grace. You'll, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just to uh, – because we're going to probably use this word a lot more. What's the definition of lashan Hara again? Evil tongue. Evil tongue. Okay. And so we're using that as like an umbrella term for all the different versions of evil talk tonight. That's the umbrella that – yeah, there's there's other okay. sub things under it. Yeah. Because I, I just wanted to make sure that we had that clarified because we're I was looking through our, our notes here and we have lots of – that word's used many, many times. Now. Right, right, right. Yeah, so um, – God. But then this is where – and,
1: and I think this is where we have completely lost the weight of things and, and the seriousness of gossip because back in Jesus' time, there was – okay, there was l- Lashon Hara, which is evil tongue, which is when you're literally saying something bad about somebody. But then uh, there's another term that they had in Jesus' time where it, it's called the dust, that, uh, okay. the dust of Lashon Hara, right? And 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 it's when you bring up some something to somebody that you know is going to make them gossip. Yeah. So you so you actually you way, intentionally make somebody gossip. You're, yeah, you're making somebody gossip. Yeah, and um, I've done that. Yeah, I can take a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the I like the example she goes. She mm-hmm. goes if you if you if you mention Rush to and impassioned uh, liberal or Barack Obama to a right wing conservative, you can mm-hmm. almost be sure that the next thing out of the conversation will be Le Hara. Yeah,
2: because you know you're you're just mm-hmm. you're provoking.
1: Yeah, you're, you're instigating, like stok- stoking the fire. Yeah,
2: of- yeah and. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. You're I, you, that, that was it. you're just stoking the fire of passions that you know that people have or views that people have. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm I'm thinking about times where I've done that where I just like know certain people like irk other people, so I, I'll bring it up. But it's usually in my my intention has always been just like a conversation starter, and I don't know what else to say. So Yeah. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, so and so. Like, what mm-hmm. do you think about you know? And then they're just like, oh, that guy. You know, and they just, it's like a fun conversation. Right. Um, but right. it is at the expense, I guess, of the the other person.
1: Right. Um, and it's not you're, you're making I, them talk bad.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I know. I. Yeah. I, I already said yeah, I No. was no, wrong. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just saying that that makes that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. If you're provoking, just like don't cause your brother to stumble. Don't eat the meat. If it's gonna cause mm-hmm. him to stumble. Don't mm-hmm. yeah, don't bring yeah. up that name if it'll cause him to stumble. But I
1: think before this, like we would have never considered that making somebody stumble it's because we didn't put, we never elevated gossip or a bad tongue to where to where it should have been. Yeah. So be, yeah, before it's like yeah whatever it's just, it's just innocent like it's the but it's like well is it though mm-hmm. because like. If you say one thing and now all of a sudden this guy's vent- like venting, mm. it's like what? Well, you know, out of the heart – I mean out of the mouth, the heart speaks. So it's like you just exposed his heart mm. and now you got him fired up and yeah. – you're
2: not following me? No, no, no. That that not that a little taken out of context? Out of the, the, the heart, the mouth speaks is about the other person. Out of their heart, their mouth will speak, not out of your mouth, their heart will speak.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. If you bring up something so that they speak – bad you're exposing their heart you're getting gotcha. them to to say the negative things about their in that are in their heart gotcha yeah you know
0: i mean yeah it makes sense you cause them to stumble yeah words. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's one level of of layer of gossip that i had not always really i'd never considered that
2: before mm-hmm. it's like the the skin of the onion, the very the very outside. Yeah, you pe- yeah. you should keep peeling. All right, Shrek. <laughs> <I think. laughs> That's exactly what I was. saying. Yeah, I never
0: think onions, it's always I know. like It's not, like, <laughs> it's not <laughs> like layers of cake. You go right to the onion. <laughs> right to the onion. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you could eat an onion like an apple? like the yes. whole thing. Yes, and keep like, take, and, take yes. the crispy, like nasty, like leafy part off yes. the outside. I could. Yes. What? Actually, there's a lot.
2: It actually depends on the. Uh, the, the type onion? Of onion, yeah, like red onions, easily, I could do like, uh, yeah, the, they're just sweet. Yeah, it, what are they? The Spanish onions or whatever, like the I yellowish. I don't very really attention ye- into it. I just eat it. Okay. <laughs> the yellow, the yellowish ones. I don't know the fancy names. <laughs> I, <don't
0: either. laughs> I only know one. It's Medallia. Okay. Is it? All right, anyway. I think so. But like a, I think I could. Yeah, I think I could. Okay, um, because yeah, I saw a pastor one time eat like a tomato, like an apple, and I was like, that's no, it. that's interesting. I could I tried either. it, and I was like, no? this is this is nice. Yeah, no. doing I, don't, it
1: I don't really like tomatoes Not in other Like not like sauced Or like Not yeah if... I don't like a tomato itself
0: Okay I, what about I like, like little cherry tomatoes And stuff What about like okay, slices that, Yeah and
1: I don't know why That's different but it is They're sweeter but, Yeah once you put it In its
2: natural big form mm. that Wait, I don't like it So slices is okay Like on like a sandwich Or something
1: Uh, No most of the time I take them off Really Okay If it's not sauce, Then I'm not about it really
0: Wait so we need to stop And pray for the tomatoes Because we just I'm just kidding <laughs> That's the next one It's a good segue <laughs> Talking about inanimate objects. I don't know, the tomatoes right there. Yeah, if you're a Scientologist, inanimate objects are made up of souls. Okay. All right. So, um, Yeah. Do I offend Scientologists? Yeah, yeah. Listeners. Okay. There's gospel of Scient- oh, This is so hard. <laughs> All right. So uh the dust. So I, I thought it was interesting in the that you're talking about the dust and mm-hmm. the book is called like walking the dust of Rabbi Jesus. So right. the close like the idea of walking really close to the person that you want to have and receive the most influence from. Mm-hmm. It was, it's really cool. Like I love yeah. that the, there was the even, idea of like the closer you followed someone, the more dust of them you, they had you, you, collect them, on, you collect. You collect on you, right? And so you just kind of start looking like the person because you're just covered in their followers, right?
1: And, and even that, even that title, it, that was a that title was a Jewish idiom. You
0: know, yeah, that, that's yeah, what I meant. That's yeah, what you think follow, of it. follow
1: them close, you know, like like, and that makes sense in the Middle East because there's sand everywhere.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it does. It makes sense too for words. And so, if you if mm-hmm. you have people following behind you, whether it be your family, your friends, your mm-hmm. whoever your sphere of influence is, um, they're going to collect your dust, even if it's mud. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Nice.
2: I love analogies. Yeah, and <laughs> that, and that goes like deeper <laughs> in the fact of not necessarily that you're intending to do that. You're not intending to affect them, but you will affect them just by how you're living. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're kicking up is going to get on them as well,
1: mm.
2: like yeah. whether good or bad.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I. I mean, this goes into like I think you adjust a little bit the dust of um, Lashonda, and it goes into um, nonverbal gossip. Yes. Right, so, do, did you want to share a couple of those points about that?
1: The non. So yeah, we'll skip. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, uh... <laughs> What's the next one? I have just shown it on the mount. So, the idea of of nonverbal gossip, which is eye rolls, posture, that would indicate that you're not interested in what that person's saying. Um downplaying someone else's opinions with actual nonverbal ideas. Innocuous comments. Um so you did you actually mentioned this point already with wrestling ball and the impact you're like you causing somebody else to, to speak poorly. Yeah, that's sorry, that
1: was that was with words though. I thought you meant the one that's just like rolling your eyes and stuff.
0: It says it this for example includes rolling your eyes when someone brings up a person. This is a random under the dust of uh, LaShawn um, where's the timestamp? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Is there another yeah. point where it's brought up? Yeah, differently? no,
1: there's another one. Um, um, yeah, there's another one where it's literally not saying anything. It's called stealing knowledge, and she gives an example of like where if you were selling something to somebody and you knew, or somebody was buying something, and you're like a, and you work in like customer service. Mm-hmm. And you knew it wasn't the best, and it was overpriced, but you didn't tell them. Like you're stealing, uh, their, you're stealing their knowledge, and that's a form of like. G- n- yeah. G- n- n- v- yeah. I don't know How to. G- d- g- n- d- yeah. Um, say it again. G- n- d- yeah. It sounds so Good. much cooler when you say it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that one was. I was. I, what I thought of was buying a car, is like misleading people with your words. So. You know, the number one thing if you've ever gone to buy a car in the dealership is like you tell them, I'm not interested in this car and that's the one you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Lying. Yeah. Yeah. It saves you five Mm -hmm. grand probably. Right. But it is misleading with information. Again, and and the point of this isn't to
1: like to constantly feel like you're under the law or anything like that or the weight of that. But it's really to expose like how much – how more you actually are that you don't even think about Mm. or that you just justify every day. And really how separated we are from God's
0: holiness. Mm. Yeah, and, and just how much your words matter Yeah, yeah Like just for example, the, one of the We had a, a lawyer come to the, the high school, the district and, and talk to, and every year he comes A real funny guy And he comes and just shows these horror stories About teachers that got sued for all these reasons And like how you have to protect your stuff mm. And every year he says the same thing Like you are never going to speak a word Or type a word that won't be recorded forever it's at this in this age, you will always have a student videoing you. You will al- your Facebook post will always and forever be there. And the idea that how like much of an impact your words can make mm-hmm. and how permanent they always are is interesting. Cause then, you know, as a as a public educator, you have to weigh your words more than the average citizen because of the impact it could have on the image of the school, the image of the profession, the image and how much more so should our 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 language be weighed more heavily because we are representing the kingdom of God, mm. and yeah. you know, I'm I be I I haven't posted on Facebook since I became a teacher, which I said I deleted before, but I, I, since I became a teacher, just because there's nothing that I can say that's not going to be, um, that I want I don't know posted anywhere. Like I I don't know what I was like a song lyric or something. Like I don't know what I would post if I were going to, but at some point that could be held against me for some reason, and I just it's just not worth it. I don't need this to do that. And I think that same weight that public educators are willing to put on themselves for their, their language. And Christians, for some reason, buck that a little bit. Mm. Like it's just humor. It's just sarcasm. It's just how mm-hmm. I talk. It's just, you know, it's it's not really damaging if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, those kinds of phrases are usually the indicators of – like what does the pastor always say? Like when you sing your sentence? Yeah, or, mm-hmm. or, or what mean. as yeah. soon as you hear somebody say like, well, you know how they are or something yeah, like that yeah, it's like yeah. the next
1: thing's not gonna be good it's like you know you hear it, now somebody's like I'm not racist but and you know <laughs> the next thing's gonna be a racist comment yeah. you know? so <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, okay like um yeah it's, dude it's just it, I feel like it's one of those things like once you like once I read this once I read this chapter I couldn't not see it everywhere And mm. me in me too I'm not saying I'm not just I'm, you know it, it's just everywhere
0: big and, Christian's exhausting man yeah I'm not, I'm, and it's a joy. I'm not saying I'm dreading it, but it's just like you, at one point, like you're like, I think I'd be comfortable in one category <laughs> talking. Yeah, yeah. talking. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, and then I think, you're not so, like you said, it's not to feel like bound by some law or something, but just I think the awareness will produce growth.
1: Yeah, it sure. should. Yeah. If it does. You want it to produce growth, but you don't want someone to constantly feel. Like this, oppressed in, and yeah. oppressed, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't
0: want to create a culture within your friend group if you're creating accountability, where you like, "Dude, I don't even talk anymore." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You want to find ways that you can you can talk and and be glorifying. And then I think joy will come from that. And
1: again, yeah. and back to like the gospel fluency book, it's like, the, yeah, if if you figure out the because there is a way to do it. He didn't want us to be mute, right? Yeah. So like, there is a way to do it, and if you figure out that language, it'll change the culture around you.
0: Yeah. You know, what's your, I mean, I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing that your example of your friend that would like, walk out of rooms.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So my one friend who I used to serve in the Peace Corps with, he was a uh, Muslim. And at that time in his life, he was living very – he was Paisley. living – yeah, yeah, he was living for Allah. So uh, he would always leave rooms that we were in because when there's nothing to do in a third world country – and you're sweating all the time. You just gossip, like so, and, and so. Anytime it would happen, he would just leave the room. And for the longest time, like we ne- we didn't know why. He would just always oh, just get up in, in the middle of, like not even say where he's going, not even an Irish exit. Just get up and leave. And I've, I was like, what, where do you go? Like, why do you keep leaving? And he was like, I just don't want to be like around. People want to, I, just, you know, it's like it's an offense to my God if I if I'm around people that are just gossiping and I don't want to hear. It. I don't need to hear. It. it doesn't benefit me. It doesn't. Now, now, whatever their negative thought is, now I'm just gonna think it and mm-hmm. it's gonna taint my image of somebody and blah blah blah. And I was like, wow, he's right. Like you're absolutely right. I had nothing to say back. I was like, yeah, you're right. And just the way he approached it was like, I'll, I'll just leave. Yeah, because you know, I, and there might be a better way to approach that. Like, hey guys, can we switch the subject or something like that? But uh, I guess he didn't want to come off as judgmental. Mm. Um. So he just left. That's cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's it's you just respect the conviction and the fact that they followed. Right. It. Yeah. Cause I'm. Sure and then, then was- it made me. And
1: then it really made me think. I mean, I was like, man, it, it's, I'm a believer. Mm. You know, I believe in the one true God, and and he's showing me up right now.
0: Mm. And one thing. So here's one thing I I will say. And this isn't uh, like an intellectual thing, but it's like an experiential thing. It's like. I, I know that when you serve in the church, you deal with some messy situations, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're dealing with people that are messy lives, and and you know sometimes some like really crazy stuff happens, and it's like hard to like pro- it's hard well it's hard to process certain things, mm-hmm. and especially when you think you have to do it alone, um, it's intimidating. And I mean, you you say you're just uh, this is a completely fictional situation, but just say you're you're dealing with a couple that's going through something just wild, you know, and they're this person's like. You know, thinking of cheating, and this person is, you know, doing, doing this. And it's like you're just trying to get a hold on it. And sometimes verbal processing is a way, you know, to, to, to work through some of the thoughts so that you can be a better counsel. And I think Christians, we often just think the only way to do that is to be, give all the specifics
2: <laughs>
0: and continue to update all of the time. Um, and as if like God's counsel isn't enough. But I also think that there's a way, and you have to establish, like, certain parameters with people. It's like, listen, and this is what I'm working through right now. So this is just me thinking out loud. It's like, because I, I do think that I've been more effective in um, handling situations when I receive counsel about certain situations. You know, like, if I, if I go to pastor and be like, hey, listen, um, here's a vague situation. I'm not telling you any names, but, like, I'm not exactly sure of the counsel I'm supposed to give. Can you, like, help me? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't necessarily know, like, if that would be violating something because he could probably check some boxes and figure out who it is if he really wanted to, you know? Yeah, but then that's on him. But, yeah, for, I you guess. Know. So I, I don't I, – I think that in the – there's an easy way to do that incorrectly though where – I would love to come home and this is the metric that I have It's like, you know, Alice and I have some crazy days and working with some, you know, people that are, have some serious baggage and stuff. And so we get home and we get updates and we just want to update each other. We just talk and a lot of things are negative, you know? And then I see like my daughter sitting there, right. And we're having dinner and we're sharing these stories back and forth. And with the full intention of just updating each other and, um, a lot of the updates are negative because the person and the people have chosen to do negative things. And then, so all my daughter, if she, you know, and I've only caught herself doing this a couple of times, but all my daughter would know about church from those conversations is that, like, church is messy, ugly, and people are doing horrible things, and we may be talking negatively about those people who are doing those negative things, you know? Right. And, like, that's not what I want her to think of with church. I want her to know there's broken people, and, but I also want her to hear the aspect of, like, this is how we're praying for them. Why don't we pray for them right now? Mm. You know, and so that layer of hear, her hearing our words is a whole different layer of realizing when it's gossip, right? And realizing when it's because not. she's gonna, yeah, she she could potentially rub saying like,
1: "Man, my parents were just always stressed out about church. Is that what church is supposed to be?" And this, yeah, as opposed to like if it was like, "Man, my parents were always praying for our church body and blah blah yeah. blah," you know, like.
0: And there was some messy things going on, but they prayed their way through yeah, it, and yeah, those people yeah. are still around. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, like a fr- a friend of mine, their uh, spouse like has doesn't want to serve in the church because their parents were always talking so negatively about the church that they now go to and their parents aren't there anymore. But they're just like, I don't want to serve in this church. Like I know all the bad things. Mm-hmm. And so they won't serve. And it's like that person, that child now well, no, as a grown up person won't serve in a church because their parents modeled gossip at the dinner table. Mm-hmm.
1: that does beg the question where it's like what because sometimes like well i mean maybe if we want to we'll go into a couple more examples of these but like we don't have to but she breaks down these different examples that like when in jesus time these were common things being thrown out he's got verses jesus speaks in verses where he actually uses these words and blah 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 right so these were very common things back then so then it begs the question now in our culture where it's like well what does it even look like to talk like do we just not you know what I mean do we just Mm -hmm. not say anything and but there is a way to do it and this is what we were talking about before we hit play where I mean I don't know if you mind me sharing this but we were just talking about how like when we hit play we do it Mm -hmm. for this however long it takes to get this episode done or, or any episode that we've ever done we do it and then even when we slip up we go back and edit it, and delete it, and take something out that we should, probably shouldn't have said. And mm-hmm. we pray, see if the, if the Holy Spirit convicted us or not to to take something out. And even before we have a guest on, we let them know, like, here are some things that we like. Really, don't we don't, don't mention anybody's name unless it's going to be glorifying to them, you know. And and don't mention a church unless it's like a a, a huge famous one that everybody, like whatever. Um, and we say these things, and then we have a full fully perfect conversation for three hours. Mm-hmm. So it is possible, and we do do it. Every time we record, but for some reason, when we hit stop, we feel like we can't do it. Now, now all of a sudden, now we don't know how to do it. Like our guard goes down when we hit
0: like, so. So if we set those parameters for everyday speech, it is possible. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, just for the record, I mean, for what you're saying though, is it does work because I, I have to go back maybe one every five episodes and take something out.
1: And it's probably gotten less from when we started. Yeah. And and it's not that
0: often. And sometimes Mm -hmm. because I have to go to the bathroom and we have to like stop it, (laughs) you know, it's, it's not, but I do think we have gotten better. As as just censoring our um filtering. Bridling.
1: Bridling our tongues, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. and as I was saying, I'm I'll just be transparent, they're like I, I can't imagine some of our listeners that are friends with us that hear us talk like this and then hear us gossip off mm-hmm. air. You yeah. know, and it's and but this is proof that we can
2: do it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We just have to be this way, constantly. Which is why I said at the beginning, it's like the most convicting thing, where it's possible, and we've set the standard and set the mm-hmm. parameters, and yet it's. We, and then we just act like it's not. It it's the
1: justification that mm-hmm. it's not, or like, yeah. and especially people that like, I. It's very, especially with words, it's very hard to verbally offend me. So like, I'll make some, I'll make a hard joke about somebody, and I'm like, oh, that wouldn't, that would literally would not have offended me at all. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I, I held to my like, I'm pretty thick. <clears throat>
0: Thick-skinned, yeah. and um, what's happening? Sorry, my fan and my computer is like whiling right now. Oh, I'm trying to get my case off.
1: Um, yeah. So no, so like I just grew up in a family where it's like we were all thick-skinned. Yeah, and not everybody's like that. So you got to consider that. So mm-hmm. I, I might be holding people up to saying that they're not that. Yeah, you know, as far as like
0: what if they get offended. True. Yeah, I mean, you've hurt my feelings a lot, and we should mm-hmm. bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I, I think that. When you're closer with people, there's a level of transparency where I think that, like, if I were to go, I could go to either of you two with some pretty tough admonitions, and I would feel comfortable you receiving it well because you know my intentions would be good. Yeah, like exactly. you know, if Cole had like a you know a drinking problem or something, I, I I would not even be like scared to talk to you about it because mm-hmm. I know you'd receive it well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be like, I at least I you're like I'm still gonna drink all the time. <laughs> but but I you're not going to be mad at me mm-hmm. and cut me off forever because, like, I know he's trying. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know he – so – but that level isn't always there for, for – you know, you got to build to that. Mm. Yeah. So
1: – Well, I, I like what she says cause, because you, you're bringing up that it's like – you are right in in a sense that um, we're, like, sometimes verbal processing, you need it. I just think we resort to that. And I think you mentioned that, but, like, I think we resort to that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her quote here. She says, "Like nothing except our own vigilance is stopping us from uttering words that will wound loved ones and shatter our dearest relationships. Once a word exit our exits our lips, we can't get it back." She was like, "Hold it in. You will be fine." Mm-hmm. Like we feel like we're going to explode if we don't. Like you, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? That like, or the other or the other way around. If because this has happened to me a lot of times, where like I'll catch myself on the verge of gossip, and then there's people like, "Oh come on, no, you got to say it now. You can't start it and not say it." You already said you already, I know something's mm-hmm. up. Not not finish it, and mm-hmm. it's like no, like relax with your FOMO. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 gonna be fine. Like you just it's a, you know, and like it's the same thing on both ends. As a listener, you have to be like, all right, good. Don't don't. I don't need to know. Don't say anything. Like, mm-hmm. and that sure. would be helping the person who's like almost slipped into gossiping.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also. In that scenario, though, if you just trying to get through layers, if you if you say it out loud and then stop, aren't you kind of baiting someone to participate in gossip, mm-hmm. which would definitely technically be gossip? Like you're you're saying something by saying I, I want to say this whole thing, but I can't say it anymore, and stopping isn't that kind no, of no? I like, was
1: thinking more of an experience, like like if I was just like I'll just make one up right now. I was like, dude, oh my god, the other day at church, you know what? Never mind. Oh, ah, okay. Like, not like. Do you know? The, I name, had the like, cure to
0: cancer and <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah not just like, it's like yeah. finish your sentence <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's gossip right 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 because Charles thought of it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. yeah no but what if not if you, like, <laughs> I don't know what Charles is <laughs> once you like
1: mention a name that's different but I'm yeah. saying like mm-hmm. yeah because then you're like baiting somebody you're like they might now they might, might start thinking
0: things that like yeah yeah But so I mean there's so many there's so many levels to it um, I, I do think the verbal processing thing I have to work through um, for for work through and I understand I 100% agree you need to there are times you actually don't need to say it I also do think there's people you need to set up like there are ways to phrase something you're going through with someone else where you seek counsel where you don't need to defame the other person Mm -hmm. I I think there has to be parameters for that and I don't have them like specifically detailed
1: yeah that's Uh, gonna be like you gotta pray about that you gotta pray about it it and it might be different for different individuals
0: yeah yeah,
1: d- depending on the maturity, I don't know. you know, like- I mean,
0: I'm just trying to think of an example. if somebody comes out to me, they have a, a relationship question and about how to handle something with that that person, and I go home and I pray about it. and I know that my wife is like an incredible relationship oriented person. She just like sees things I don't see. out yeah, like, what do you, what do you think about in this situation like, I, there's a yeah, no, see, that's the
2: one area where I feel like that is it is okay. I don't know maybe I have a, a skewed view view of marriage, but then you you two are literally one person. So that should be the one person outside of talking to God that you can be transparent with and open with mm-hmm. of your view. Cause they're supposed to be the other complete side of you mm-hmm. to to give counsel, to see things that you're not seeing. Am so, I am I completely no, wrong? No, I,
0: I I that's what I'm saying is I, I agree that you there is a different level of transparency that you need to be able to have. And like even if it's you say it and then they, they say like, hey, calm down. Like that's not that's not, like, mm-hmm. we, we've been in that position where mm-hmm. it's like, listen, I think you're, like, a little overworked up about that one thing, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're letting it get to you a little bit. Let's, you know, talk about that later or come back to it. Um, But to be – like, to feel like you have to walk on a tightrope around the one person you're supposed to be one with sounds mm-hmm. like a bad yeah. relationship. Um But I think the more you practice and do Pilates with your tongue – um nice phrase there. I have it to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I think you'll get – I think just generally it will get better and better. I do think though, if you're there, if you're both involved with the same people in the same situations, it, you, you you can ver- you can work through it. Especially if it's not, you know, negative about anyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. That's one thing I have to work out because that's one thing yeah, got, yeah, I, it's I, a, I right. you do need. It's, you do need someone to be able to talk yeah. to about serious things that you're going through. And if those serious things involve other people, try to make it more about the issue you know, than the people.
1: Right. You know, what I was thinking about this. I was like, I wonder what like, I don't really know. Like biblically, like what would What biblically like what would Jesus do? Why not? Like what what would be the stance for like therapists?
0: Biblically, say that. uh, Explain Mm. that for a second, said okay. So like
1: therapists, therapists Therapists. operate under like psychologists operate under HIPAA. Yeah, you're you're allowed to say whatever you want to them, and they cannot say any, not even to, like cops or anything like that. So. That's almost like a, a room where you just go in and like it's like it's it's gossip city because you need to vent it out and they're not allowed to say anything. You know what I mean? Just the whole process of it. Like, what yeah. is, what is, I want to help the biblical stance would be on like therapy. Hmm. I don't have an answer. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I know, I mean, just if we're talking of thinking about like we are allowed to approach the throne like of God, right? With boldly and, yeah. and boldly. And not gossipy, but he does. He does know our hearts either way, right? So we, we can draw. I would latest. say that's
1: where I would say that's, that's where, the only time that's they, the only time you could be gossipy, yeah,
0: yeah, because we're letting him sift through our thoughts and sort right. out our hearts, which is kind. I know it sounds bad, but it's kind of yeah. what a therapist is doing, right? You're just let. You're this is my heart. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about it? Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna, if you're, you're just like full of joy and just talking to the therapist about all your joy, it's like he's just gonna turn around and say, "This is there's your joy." You know? Yeah. But if you really want him to see your heart and dissect it, that's that's the whole point of going. So your heart could be ugly, mm-hmm. and I think if but you're...
1: that makes that's a good point because it's Psalms. David says like he's asking God, Searching "Search my heart. my heart." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so,
0: yeah, Psalms looks like therapy with God as your God,
1: therapist. Exactly.
0: Yeah, there's got to be a cool like we should start like there's a a, shirts. A there. Yeah, there's yeah. sermons in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wednesday, six months from now, guys. Yeah, I'm just
1: yeah. gonna, gonna do it. <laughs>
0: We're in a three-year rotation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So we have the level of dust, like eye rolling, mm-hmm. passive-aggressive comments.
1: Yeah. The next one, pa- yeah. The next one I think is really cool because I like the uh, the next one. It's called Shem Shemra, which is just like it's it literally means to put out a bad name, but it means to make up a lie about somebody. So this is when Jesus says in Luke, Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you, and the word there is put out your name as evil, Mosai rab but he means persecute you because of the Son of Man. Mm. Um and I think it's cool because she talks about how like rabbis used to associate that with lepers. Like lying about people and and that form of gossip, or like exaggerating a detail, or mm. whatever it may be, and that form of gossip gossip was like equivalent to leprosy how they they connected the two um one because the words almost look identical in hebrew um which is like that that kind of stuff is filtered all over the bible but uh then because like the symptoms that gossip and slander have are very similar to leprosy and i was like Mm -hmm. well that's kind of cool like so not only do the words match up in hebrew but like the symptoms symptoms of the disease Mm -hmm. do and she lists them here it's like uh, this is the one we already talked about at first the symptoms are hardly even noticeable over time, the disease becomes chronic. A person who smears one person will usually smear others. The disease is highly contagious, as listeners repeat the rumor. Like leprosy, gossip creates distance between husband and wife, brother from brother, and friend from friend. And I was like, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and i not quite sure, but it looks like I almost put
0: cold asleep on that last point there. No. <laughs>
2: He was I like, just no, I just no, dude, he, he was sad oh, okay. for <laughs>
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just I think of this right now. I'm trying to think of people that I know that are really good at bridling their tongue. And I just want to give one a shout out right now.
1: Good. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Sure.
0: I've said his name multiple times on his podcast because he drives his car, but I don't think I've ever Sean. heard Sean Albert speak a negative word about anybody yeah. ever. Nice. So kudos to you, Sean. Yeah. yeah. Mean, Sean? You guys, can you guys think of one and you can say it out loud and gossip about him in front of everybody? What I just did? Sean?
1: No, it wasn't a believer friend, a Muslim friend.
0: Oh, true. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't only think of like. A, I mean, yeah, I, it's. Cra- that's I how could. Bad it I is. could find more, but I. That's the first one that popped in my mind as a prominent example. Mm-hmm. So, like, I. I don't think I could pry it out. I'm, I'm sure I can't imagine Dan, Pastor Dan, who was on a couple yeah. yeah. weeks ago. You know. Mm-hmm. So, it's 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 a cool attribute to have though. Yeah.
1: And it would generally be like, I guess quieter people. Naturally, like and. Mm. There's a lot of times it's almost frustrating sometimes when Jesus like didn't respond or didn't respond how you would want him to. Oh,
0: it's so frustrating. Yeah,
1: you know, but it's pride in his tongue, especially if you're especially if you're God. Like we think we have answers, you know, we, like, we think we know it all, you know, and then like, but he actually knew it all. and He, he still didn't like.
0: He could have been so witty, right? Exactly. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean?
0: like... Yeah, I, once I was thinking like uh, just flashing through with this filter on different things when Pastor Jeff um, Brower was on and we were talking about different playing worship songs from different churches and what he would do. Mm-hmm. And he was very quick to say, I will never judge a pastor based off of a certain clip. Like, I will only judge the pastor of a church that I go to. And like that was a way for him to dispel any potential gossip about pastors, even if they're on the global scale, like, mm-hmm. you know, talking about big mm-hmm. guys that were in the right, public right, sphere. Right. But even he was like real quick, I don't think he even realized that's what he was doing, but I think he, he said his heart was, there's people that can come to my church and take things out of context. I'm, I won't do that for others. So it's a standard mm-hmm. of tongue mm-hmm. that he's holding himself to but he shut down the conversation to like hey would you play at bethels and he's like i don't i don't go to bethels so i don't know right 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 like, i i don't yeah. i don't sit under that pastor so i'm not going to critique one sound mm-hmm. clip you guys have mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know it was a like, cool that he kind right of right guided it away from that yeah that's what it looks like yeah mm-hmm. and it wasn't awkward not at all it was annoying because i kind of wanted it to. Start <laughs> <from>.
1: <laughs> yeah um but then, I mean, th- then there's one last one word here that we have, and it's just halbanat uh, panim, which means whitening the face, and that just means humiliating somebody. And I think we do that. All- that is a cru- a, a culture that I think we just created, mm-hmm. where it's just like that's just especially guys are guilty of that, where we just like bust on one another. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can bust on somebody and say like six things, and think all six were fine, but one. The five were fine, and one maybe mm-hmm. really hurt
0: somebody, you know. And like, I don't know. I can only call, recall one or two times where I, I've done that to someone, and it was unintentional both times. Yeah. And I thought that was funny both times. Right. Yeah. You know, I was like, I thought that would land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah now yeah. I got to call them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> now I got to apologize. But yeah, I like, that one even goes down mm-hmm. to like, teachers shouldn't ask a student a question in class if they don't think the student can answer. Mm. Like, saving face for them. You know, I, disagree. Like, I was scared. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm just saying, like, you know, like that, to the level that they put it, it's like, geez, mm. or, you know, like, uh, she says, like, Jews just bury themselves in plain wooden boxes, so as to not, like, elevate themselves above somebody who might not be able to afford a more
0: elaborate, uh, mm. what are they called? Yeah. Coffin? Coffin, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah, plain white clothes, like the linen, right? Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right, right, Um yeah, so the way, I was thinking about the, the lie one. The lie one's weird, So like, the, when you create a lie about someone. So when I, when I was a kid, my dad would always address that I exaggerated, like, when I'm talking about, like, young, like, five, six, seven years old. Yeah. I would exaggerate because I, I would always tell stories that I, I wanted my dad to react to or my parents to react to, like, they, I thought they were so cool. And then when I wasn't getting reaction, I would just start juicing up some details, you know, it was like, the spider was this big kind of deal. And he, of course, did the whole, like, you know, the, the boy who cried wolf, like, when you eventually have a story that's worth telling, no one's gonna listen, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, that's a normal tendency. It's a people pleasing thing. And, you know, I, as a kid, you want to please your parents, so you you kind of exaggerate details to to, yeah. to please them. As an adult, it's social settings. You exaggerate about. I mean, I think exaggeration is probably where it's. It's you have to be kind of a really dark, evil heart to be intentionally be like, yo, Joe. Murders kittens, like it just like, and spread that rumor, you know. Oh yeah, you know that 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 exactly. Exagger- that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, I thought that's what this is, right? Is that, well, well, no. well, one. Well, one of Wait, it. are you connecting that to exaggeration? Yeah, he's getting. Well, I'm sure he's th- getting there. Well, exaggeration is is a is a softer lie.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's As, in that
0: category. It is still a lie. But yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's not as blatant as making something out of nothing. It's, it's stretching the so, yeah, truth yeah, yeah, to make yeah. it a lie. Right. And I think that's more common. And I like in the in the times where you do that, it's awkward to backtrack because it reveals something very vulnerable about you. So mm-hmm. say you make up, like you exaggerate how an incident went down because you want to exact. You want to say how bad it was because you want to kind of exemplify that this person is not really good at what they do. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was five people in the room. Now you got to talk. You know, afterwards you feel convicted. Talk to all five people and let them know I'm insecure. <laughs> And so I needed to make them look bad, so I feel better about myself. That's the truth about it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. And that that humiliation is so much worse than just like not saying it that, from the beginning. And that, like, yeah, because um, I have had to do that at least one time I could think of. Um, and I don't know. I, that that humiliation is way worse than just being quiet and not being around. Mm, yeah, that group of people, or just like telling a story how it actually like just. Yeah, we're just not to tell the actual details. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the purpose of I that story like – I like
1: an innocent No, story. I know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. my
0: example, that the purpose of that story, even if it was true, was yeah, to accentuate yeah. a bad detail about right, someone else. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. So exaggerating exposes vulnerability in yourself. And when you exaggerate continually, people around you pick up on it and then they're like they're inauthentic and mm-hmm. then your words mean so much less. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just exaggerate because you think a funny story is funnier, than you? Mm-hmm. And one example of that, and this is going to expose some of my influence, but um, Bert Kreischer, you know, yeah, he's a comedian. He's a comedian. Doesn't wear a shirt. Yeah, huh. um, he's he's been exposed like recently by other people that know him really well that all of his stories are lies, mm-hmm. and his whole his whole thing like the, the like the machine like all these stories mm-hmm. he's been famous for these comedy stories they're almost one hundred percent fabricated.
1: Why well, I, I just my assumption ninety percent of comedian stories are valid. I was gonna say I feel
0: like most comedian stuff is
1: like made yeah, up. Like
2: none of that stuff can actually happen. I think
1: I think comedians are literally ninety mo- percent, not they're, all of them. Good, and not all right. stories, but like I think every story is eighty five percent exaggerated.
0: And but I think most of them operate under the pretext of that being they, like, it's, understood. Of them, yeah, it's understood. They, it's understood yeah, that yeah. but So
1: nobody cares. People if you like can make him, a funny st- unless you're trying now unless you like it affects
0: real life things that like maybe this does is what you're saying, I don't know. Well yeah, yeah. It's it's just it, he exaggerates so much that other other people will tell their stories and he'll make them his. Like he'll hear a story okay. yeah, that's and act plagiarism. like he's lived it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's he's they call him the joke thief. You know, and, okay. yeah. and so he exaggerates so much that the people just don't listen or like don't really mm. like him that much anymore. Which is interesting. Like even like Theo Von stuff, like he'll he'll make up a story and he'll just be like that was made up. Like he'll, he'll just like say like obviously that was made up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know guy with you know, no head. You know, mm-hmm. I it's like that was a yeah. stupid story. It says it's a pretext, but for him, he exaggerates so much that his words became meaningless. Mm. It's interesting. So what is uh, – do we have any other versions of gossip here? We have Halibut, halibut Mezura, Ladasha.
1: No, that's, uh, that's pretty much Just- it. So there's like one, two, three, four, five, six – Seven so there's like six or seven version I think, yeah, there's seven um I just remember skipping one because it wasn't like I was like that's weird it was like a weird thing that doesn't really anymore to like today but um yeah, uh, but th- I was talking about this earlier where it's like I don't know if this is a connection or not. But I was trying to think of like if I can remember biblically anywhere where like Jesus did any one of these. And it's like even in his parables, which were obviously made up stories, he didn't mention any name. Except the one time he mentioned Lazarus, which was a made up Lazarus, not the same one. And, but even in his stories, he didn't give names or locations so that people couldn't even falsely Think he was talking about somebody else who he wasn't talking about or anything like that. Like he went that far into his parables of like you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, not even giving a made up name in case you happen to know a uh, Mary and you might and you might think he's talking about her, but he, but he wasn't like you know. So I was like that's that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking like just uh, this isn't gossip. I know that I know the Holy Spirit guided the scripture, but like the, the some of the like. The recordings of biblical figures like Jonah, like, are negative, you know? Imagine if, like, it was just like a—I don't know. It's like if somebody gossiped about Jonah, he sucked, you know, and they wrote it down. If it's not inspired, the Bible is just a story of gossip.
1: Yeah, but most of the time it's the author who's experienced that wrote it. Yes. No, I'm saying—I know it's inspired, but I'm saying
0: take—it's just— you No, know, I'm saying it's, I'm say, saying it's the, the guy who did it is talking about himself most of the time. Most like, of the time. Not, not always, though. Yeah. You know, like any like, there are examples of Peter messing up, and he didn't write the four Gospels. Correct, and actually, it, that's reversed where
1: in Mark it mentions Peter's name the least because mm-hmm. Peter spoke Cause he that was, to Mark because he was, he, because he he was hiding it. his right. He was hiding his own flaws. Yeah, okay, he was like, and then
0: five. Flash yeah, forward and five then his months. All did this. You no,
1: know? it's <laughs> <laughs> really what he says. And, know, then, and yeah. then the one disciple, and then you know Matthew. Mark and uh, – no, Matthew, Luke, and John are like, yeah, no, it's Peter. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, and he's like – remember the writer's like, what about the other – wait, five months later, I – So if we're looking at the actual words of Jesus now, right? Is that where we are?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. So James 3, um, if you're, uh, James three, a lot, there's a few verses in there about the tongue, but uh, I think Joe quoted this earlier. Anyone who, James 3, 2, anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And what you're saying is like analyzing Jesus' speech, who was perfect, should give us a good model for the tongue. Mm-hmm. And so if we look at his words, we have a couple that are – we have four verses here that are pertinent to language and tongue and the umbrella term of of damaging evil tongue, right? And so now with all these lenses of what gossip is and what gossip isn't, put on your um, Jewish ears – Mm-hmm. and read these verses.
1: Yeah, and these are also, yeah, like you said, these are from the Gospels, but, I mean, geez,
0: Proverbs, and there's like a million verses about the tongue in the, in the yeah. Scriptures. Yeah, Proverbs um, seems like, if you were to summarize it in like four categories, and I... Be I wise, could, don't
1: be a fool. Yeah. Be wise, <laughs> yeah.
0: don't drink obsessively, yeah. don't sleep around, yeah, and keep your tongue in check. Like, it seems like there's those four main ones that are repeated over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, Cole, you want to take the first one? Sure. Uh, so this is Matthew 18, 15 through 17. Now, if your brother sins against you, go and show
2: him his faults while you're with him alone. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he does not listen, take with you one or two more so that by the word of two or three witnesses, every word may stand. But if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, uh, let him be to you as a pagan and a tax collector.
0: You know what I love to this? It's almost parallels. Pharaoh, That's and fair. it's like, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. har- um, allow him to repent, allow him to repent, allow him to repent, allow him mm-hmm. to repent, harden his heart and cut him off forever, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like a way, 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 way past grace of, the, of a logical person, mm-hmm. right? And then, so this is just seems like an ex- this is such a beautiful example of God's grace towards us, and then eventually there is judgment though, yeah. like, you can't get past it,
1: yeah. Like, and I'm like, when is I don't want to keep talking. Yeah.
0: You deny the Holy Spirit, deny the Holy Spirit. There's eventually going to be judgment, even though there is a ton of grace. You know, either you bite the dust or he co- Jesus comes back again. Yeah. And here it's it's like, by this point, I, I don't know how hard your heart has to be if you're not going to come back on the side of your brother. If they're coming to you and then, you know, bringing... And this is yeah. about like a... a per, it says against you.
1: But even the... Yeah. And That's even, important. And even the cutoff part, because I thought it was like close to this, but like three verses after is when Peter says, Lord, how many times should I forgive? And that's mm-hmm. when he says, you know, seventy times seven, which was not you know four hundred ninety times. He wasn't putting a number on; it was like an infinite amount. Yeah. Like.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, and that's. I mean, as a tax collector, it's ironic. It's in Matthew. This, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also. You're cutting them off from the benefits of fellowship, not cutting them off from the family forever. So that's the forgiveness thing. It yeah, still comes yeah, into yeah. effect after this, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But from right now, you are cut off from the benefits of being my yes. brother. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting too. It is also not a general thing. It's like now, if your brother sins against you, you go to him. It's not just like if you do, if you dislike something about them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Or if they or, s- it, it, they or, sin. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're gonna say if he sins against somebody else. Yeah. You don't go on somebody else's behalf. Right.
0: Yeah. It's
2: you're supposed to bring your own request to your to your brother. Mm-hmm. Your own faults. Their faults against you to them mm-hmm. so I
1: like that this like this one's first because this solves so many other if this is done correctly then so many other what's the word you used um, verbal processing doesn't necessarily need to happen mm. if this is just addressed immediately then all the stuff that happens when this isn't addressed doesn't surface hmm yeah, I think Mo- that— Ideally.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think this is, like, very important. And this is something that I do not because of the Bible, but because of my inability to let things go. But if if I get hurt by a brother, I can't sleep until I find out what you actually were thinking when you did it. Because if you let your—all I'm trying to say is you're, you're, the time between when you address it and it happens should be insanely fast. Like, drop whatever you're doing, leave your job, mm-hmm. because the more time that festers— in between the offense and that, it's only going to cause more strife and more division. And I think that's when church is split over the carpet color. It's like you let, it, you let it build and build and build. And by the time you're ready to address it, you're way more angsty. You filled your mind with a bunch of more filth of people that you've aired your grievances out to that have made you feel a lot more animated about what you're upset about. And then you finally step forward and you say something to them. It's just like, oh, like most of the time they're going to make you feel better about it almost immediately. This was my intention or I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. No, I just, I can't imagine the reaction. If someone came up to me, it's like, man, you really hurt me. Like I, I, this happened, (laughs) this happened like a month ago. Someone just pulled me outside after my ministry and was just like, you really hurt my feelings. And it's been bothering me for a long time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Just tell me about it. And it was an hour conversation in the parking lot. Yeah, because you end up, like, hyping
2: yourself up so much and getting, like, this crew behind you that's like, oh, yeah, that person sucks. And, yeah, like, exactly. And, and what they did was horrible instead of, like, oh, they possibly couldn't have meant it. And uh, they they really are sorry uh, for what they did. And, they like you said, they'd be willing to, uh, to, to ask for forgiveness and to, to repent of what they did. But you're not even giving them the opportunity. You are withholding
0: the opportunity of forgiveness from them. Yeah. And letting this thing fester from. And every conversation has always been so healing mm-hmm. from that. And that conversation after that is like relationship 100% restored. Yeah. And at least on my my part. I was 100% for me before that moment, but you know, that's I've had to go up to people like that as well and have that same conversation when I've been, you know, offended. And it's always been better. Um and this that is what's nice about the, the like having a brother or sister in Christ. That was like there is a standard for them to forgive you too.
1: Like as, long as, yeah.
0: as long as it's authentic, like right. they have to, <laughs> right? And it may get, it may take some time, but it doesn't work like that in the workplace. You know, yeah, they yeah. don't have to forgive you, right? That's one thing we did talk about before. Good okay. is how it almost seems it is is way worse. And you mentioned this because of the way the Jewish culture was set up to to, to gossip in the church family than it is for secular people to to gossip in secular circumstances because we're such a tight-knit family and we have to look out for each other. Like, if you were to walk into any teacher's lounge across the country today, appalling things are being hurled out, Mm -hmm. you know? A fraction of that being said in the church, it could ruin relations for decades.
1: Right, and then also the question of, like, the motivation behind it because I wouldn't expect people who operate and understand grace and, like, the weight of the grace that's been given to them, you should give to others, and v- mm. v- vice versa. Like, yeah, they should. Be, it, why wouldn't it be mm. in a nihilistic society? Like, why wouldn't it just be like dog eat dog world? Like, every man for himself, just I'm gonna say whatever, you know? But in a church where you understand grace and because you receive it, now you wanna give that grace to other people, it, it shouldn't look this. Hopefully, it really doesn't look the same. Mm. And when it does, it needs to be addressed and fixed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, Joe, you wanna do the next verse? Or yeah, you were typing out if he had some other things. No, well,
1: about. I was just going to talk about how you know Matthew eighteen coincides with Paul talks about in First Corinthians. Mm. Don't take communion if you still have something mm-hmm. against your brother. Yeah, you know, go address it first. You haven't taken communion in years. Let's talk about I'm it. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, Matthew five thirty seven. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So I mean that gets all the way down to the implications. You know, if you said yes, but you meant no, like, Mm -hmm. or if there was, if there was baggage under your yes or baggage under your no, or, you know, then it's from the evil one. So that's, that's short, but it's hard.
0: Yeah. To be direct. Don't, don't beat Mm -hmm. around the bush. Mm -hmm. That one, that one is, it was explicit speech. Yes. Not like the, not the explicit you see next to like Eminem songs in your playlist. (laughs) Like explicit means like clear. And. He's not my playlist. I'm holy. Um, so for this one, I th- I'm just trying to think of application because I'm just going to use myself for every example because I can't talk about anybody else. <laughs> so well, I'm just uh, a good uh, I'm uh, just yeah. a scumbag. So mm-hmm. here we go. Um, but like I, I think in – when I first had Addison – and when I first got married, like I became less <laughs> – It's not like you forgot your daughter's name. No, no, no. I'm uh, trying to think. I that. think it was more when I first got married. I was like less available to my friend group than I was from when before I yes. had them. And so when people would ask me to commit to things, it was always just like, yo, like, oh, you want to come out Friday? And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to, but I felt weird saying no like right to their face. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, let me Let me, me check what Allison Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when like now sometimes I actually meant that um, like this Saturday, like I yeah, mean yeah. that. I had to actually ask. Uh, but for – you know, generally when I, you know, when at first it was just like I, I felt awkward being like the guy who always couldn't because I actually had obligations that I couldn't get out of, you know. And so that would be like I'll talk to her and then it would be like it was easier to send a text than it was to say it in person. Fun and say in person. You know? yeah. So that was a short span, but it was definitely a way to not have you That's a guess, that's perfect now. example, yeah. Because I was trying to think of like an example of like – Do you guys want to throw yourselves under the bus or am I just going to keep backing no, up
2: all night? I, I, was, I was honestly thinking of like – saying yes to doing things or being willing to doing things when I'm not and don't want to and then begrudgingly doing things. Mm. That same thing. Yeah, I, I'll just say yes to almost, and I apologize to anybody who's listening right now because I honestly say yes to almost everything. He literally doesn't even want to be here. you know, like, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> he actually hates this He's podcast. like, sure, I love podcasts. Yeah, uh, But no, I'll say, yeah, I'll, yeah, I can help you. Yeah, I can do this. And it's like, nah, sometimes I can't. Yeah. Sometimes, no, I don't want to, but I still say yes. Yeah, So that's right there.
1: No, mine, I do I one hundred percent do the exact same thing you just said. But mine's not even for obligations. Mine's because I got uh, mine's a combination of both you guys' <laughs> things. Like I, I, like somebody will invite me or something. I'm like, that literally sounds horrific. But like I don't wanna like I but I don't want to offend them or and just say no. So I'll be like, I'll I'll even hype it up. I'll be like, no, what? It's uh, yeah, let me check. I'll see if I oh, got yeah, anything. I'll hype it that. up, dude. And then and then like the night before I, I there's somebody I do it a lot to actually, I don't think. But uh and then I'll just be like
0: you're like, no, I love two-year-old's birthday parties. I can't wait to go. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, I can't. I forgot I got this thing, and I'll like text them like you said. Or like,
0: yeah. It's that's, just it's just easier to text. And then you feel like less of a loser. Um
1: But, wait, but then I feel like that's I feel like that's a uh, strength. How do I say this? that's weakening our muscle to be able to do this. Oh yeah. Because now I, we have something to rely on. That's but just that's like a, an
0: easy thing to fix. Like, I'm really yeah. sorry, I just can't.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know, but I feel so bad saying, like, I just don't want to. Yeah, I think there's,
0: yeah.
1: I, I mean, there's got to be better ways to phrase it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, like, if somebody was like, hey, Joe, you want to hang out? And, uh, yeah, that sounds horrific if I'm just like, no, nah, I don't want right. to. Like, uh, but if almost so like. Joe
2: never wants to hang out with me. I got it. No, there if somebody invites me
1: to, like, a weird thing, like, I, 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 yo, I got this fly fishing event. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like, no, nah, I just don't want to go fly fishing. Like, yeah, you know. But, yeah, if someone was just like, hey, you want to hang out? And I'm
0: just like, no, nah, I don't I want, don't to. want <laughs> yeah. to. It's you, not, not <laughs> anything else. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's like, I just can't right now. Yeah. What? No, no, no. What? You catch no, yourself. Uh, no, we can't engage. We yeah, can't. don't engage. <laughs> oh, I, I was—I thought you were just being honest for once. Um, no, I was. I was getting, too honest. It's too it's honest. honest. So the next verse. Uh, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you, Luke six twenty eight. Bless those who curse you. All right, I'm praying for you, Adam.
2: Sorry, uh,
0: you son of a. <laughs> bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: I mean, that's very self-explanatory, but it's very hard to do, mm-hmm. especially yeah. Let's
0: because move on. I'm just huh? Let's move on. I don't
1: <laughs> want. No, that's just like because of any time where you feel like it would be justified. It would be like... There's some other action. Acts. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. That's reaction and that's like... They just did it to me. It's it's vengeance, mm-hmm. really. It's what it is.
0: Hmm. What? Oh, this isn't, that's a lot. <laughs> this is uh, what I immediately think of is everybody who is mad about like world leaders all the time. Yeah. Like they feel like they've been cursed because of mm. decisions that they're making that will barely ever affect them. And then they end up spitefully talking about them, so you establish the prayer rule. I'll pray for them twice Mm -hmm. as much as I'll spitefully talk about them, which is kind of a stupid rule because you shouldn't spitefully talk about them at all, but it's the same thing we did with the the TV. Mm -hmm. You know, you should read your Bible more than you watch the screen at any point. It helps that And people just stop watching TV because they couldn't read the Bible that much. Curbs the habits. I think that rule acknowledges the problem and is supposed to correct it by you just stop spitefully talking because you can't do it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: I, the spitefully easy one, uh, the verse that just came to mind was when, when Jesus says, uh, you know, if like a soldier asks you to carry his cloak. Mm-hmm. If a soldier asks you to go a mile, go two miles. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally, pack, yeah. yeah, especially like a Roman soldier to a Jew. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, mm-hmm. they're clearly spitefully using you. He's like, just do it anyway. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So next one. Last one. Luke 17.3. Got okay, a cool.
2: Uh, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him.
1: Ah, so this is basically Matthew 18. Mm-hmm.
0: If he sins against you, talk to him about it. And if he repents, forgive him. Yeah, it summarizes it perfectly. Yeah. Just the other ones, it gives more steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I do think that this is just also, in the same way psychology all, like often confirms what the Bible says, this is like number one way to address problems in the real world outside of the church as well. It's like if 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 you have someone that you work with that's like annoying you, they always say like talk to them first about it, find out their side of the story, and then it's better for conflict resolution. Like this is this is not something that the world struggles to understand, but it's one that the church often doesn't practice. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. This is like one on one conflict resolution. And mm-hmm. all these seminars you have to take and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Imagine that. Imagine if you're if you're at school, which is hypothetical. If your school was ever like, Adam, we want to do we want to, want you to teach like on like conflict resolution. Would you ever like go to this conference and have like a PowerPoint slide prepared for like Matthew 18, 15 and 17? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's
0: cool. Yeah. I would probably have another quote in there too. And <laughs> my this, Angela? Yeah. My, no, no, but i am saying like the same sentiment covered from different angles. So it wasn't just endorsement of okay. you would have to. Yeah. It's – this law class I'm taking is – I'm not going down this avenue, but it's blowing my mind for how many like limitations and expressions and freedoms and stuff. Like I don't know how lawyers survive mm. with uh, what you're limited to, like how many – I don't know. It is the, the legal system is like so jacked up. Like I don't know how people survive. It's crazy. That was a lot of vagaries. So I know. I, just any- I, I said I wasn't I going too many- deep into it. I don't it's have just, any questions. No, I you don't need to have any. I just like if I if, if just what I was thinking of was when I said that was that like if I if I put the verse on there, you can't be a state actor endorsing only one philosophy or religion. So if you put up one for Christianity, you also have to endorse a different religion as well. If you're, if you're what? If you're put up a scripture, you also have to endorse a different religion as well. Because you're— I, I, Doing what? Sorry. I, I, a verse up on the screen. You said a verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I put like Matthew, I'd have to also have to put something from the Quran or, or a philosophy. Were you asking in what scenario? Like if you're in a certain position? If you, are, if you work for the, the state at all. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Because they view that as a sanctioning of, of religion. And so it just, it's just—it's like the the filters that you have to go through. It's like, dude, you know, I'll throw a verse up there. You could you could lose your job because mm. they could sue you for um, taking state money and suppressing someone's Fourteenth Amendment. It's crazy. Makes me like like I don't know. The government has like so much control over everything. It's just—it's been like a little bit nauseating. I realize all this stuff. All right, back to this. I don't want to talk bad about the government. All right, so, I mean, if you we were to summarize all of, all, like, all these different pieces, one, I, I will say that as much as we want this to affect our daily lives, we also want this to affect your reading and that to affect your daily life, right? So we, we highlighted four verses, but, like, I'm excited to finish this book and then go back and reread. Mm. All those things because they mention them, but I am not like going in every time they mention a verse and reading the context mm-hmm. and like seeing it. Like I'm just excited for another lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to get to it in uh, 2025. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so many books stacking up. Fucking <laughs> trash on a year now. <sighs> God. Um. Yeah. So we we have. Um, <laughs> so, we have. I'm, I'm excited for the lens, and then I'm excited for what well, the joy that's going to come from conversations that move away from. Gossiping towards, yeah. And if you're sitting there thinking that this doesn't happen, try to do what you said. Like this doesn't, you know. Maybe like I don't gossip. Like I thought that during the conversation before this, and we ended up touching on it like three or four times. Mm -hmm. So like you think that like try to just it's it's you said it's almost like hindsight bias. It's like once you drive a a white truck, you start seeing white trucks everywhere. Mm -hmm. Similar to this, like once you realize what gossip actually is, you're going to see it like all the time. Yeah. And then come up with the best way biblically to address it. You know, whether maybe it is leaving a conversation in the middle of it. Yeah. I don't know. And
1: just if, if people ask, then tell them. If they don't, then not well, you just want a part of it? Yeah, you know? then tell
0: everybody else about them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Listen, uh, Joe's would, gossiping this, all the, the time. This quote that she has is great. It's uh, some of us are pack-a-day gossips who have puffed away for so long in this smoke-filled room that we don't even notice. How it's a uh, Acrid stench Clings to our hair And clothes. Mm. I was like That makes a lot of sense It's like Does a fish know It's wet Yeah
0: yeah. You know? Man this one feels Like it's just I want to like Now actively practice it We are but I, but I practice Not doing it I want everybody To start like talking I want to like Analyze it
1: <laughs> You <probably> start talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, talking. I know talking. talking Yeah I know But like make mistakes okay. I want to oh. <laughs> So I you want you me like, to start it. gossiping
2: about somebody right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Have you seen Bennett
2: lately?
1: <laughs> yeah, his <laughs> No, in all seriousness, he does look like he's put on a couple uh, lbs now.
0: Um, probably. We've neglected but him do- since our daughter's been born. Oh, that's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's supposed to be eighty pounds, and he's 90, oh, he's definitely he's, he's ninety. He's ninety. Really? That that's it. Hmm. <laughs> So he's got he's got to lose. 10. Maybe it's a lot of the fur. Last summer he we were told the same thing. He lost eight and then hmm. all back on in the winter. It's because whenever uh, my daughter has so food, she just tosses it in the ground. Got and it. and he eats it, and so he's getting. That should still be healthy. You know, yeah, but it's calories. Like his dogs, like their dog food is like the calorie that they should have. <laughs> oh, okay. So like any, if you, you you know we you, we got to find out like if you give if you give them two treats instead of one a day, that's five pounds. At the end of the year Because their they're, they're weight You get their weight And you look at the dog bag And that says That means their weight And type of dog Can have four scoops food. Okay.
2: Mm.
0: And that's this amount Of calories for that size So you put one more scoop In there at 10 pounds That year You know Well that's
1: basically What happens when we go to Right when we go to doctors And you look at your actual Like what's it Body mass index AMI? And you're like yeah. You should
2: actually be this weight But you're this weight And
1: you're like oh geez, Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. one extra scoop Of yeah.
0: uh, whatever yeah. One extra <laughs> scoop Of tater tots Yeah whatever you mean yeah, but we'll, we'll get so tomorrow he's getting a haircut, right? And oh, No, no, it's the moment of truth though, because sometimes in the, the, when <laughs> he used to get those roly dogs, yeah. what, are
1: they, what are they called?
0: <laughs> like a pug? No, what those dogs <laughs> called they're all rolls. Um, oh, I gotta look this up. Like Jabba the Hut looking things. I don't know. Oh, uh, the Chinese Shar Pei. Shar Wow, oh, I would have never guessed that. Like mm. if he gets a haircut and he sometimes he looks like really thin because he's actually thin, but sometimes it, we, we're like, man, I can't wait to see him. Yo, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness! That's, that's basically a cinnamon with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm defaming the dog's name. So defaming what... the dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh.
2: Now I'm craving cinnamon. Ones.
0: Oh no! That's he's deep- gonna see a dog and start salivating. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you could pick that thing up. Yeah. And they get all the way up here and his body is to be on the ground. It's like you put – no, it's
1: really like you put a, a Great Dane skin on a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. like, there's
0: too much skin for dog. Yeah, like, that's why? the proof that evolution <laughs> – that's not a, yeah. a necessary characteristic. That's,
1: man. Yeah. What did it need? Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> so never like, been a scenario in my life where I was like, if I had a couple more rolls right
0: now, I mean <laughs> – I imagine like – I can picture a sign just being like, well, they need to store acorns in the caves <laughs> yeah. so they need more rolls. Um
1: sorry, you were on, some, you were on no, no, something. No, no, that's it. It's, it's like
0: what, what what in the past he's gotten shaved and they are like, man, he looks good. And sometimes he's shaved, and I'm like, nothing changed. Like he's <laughs> he, he just found more fat. So anyway. we will hope tomorrow's the moment of truth. Uh yeah. we'll update you next next episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Cool. Bennett bites. Bennett bites. That's right. Not, not that Bennett bites. <laughs> no, he doesn't Bennett. bite bites. No, that's his only feature. That's yeah. positive. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I am excited for this one because I think that this, if your body believers isn't already practicing paying attention to this, this could revolutionize churches for the better. Oh yeah! Like really, in a big, impactful way.
1: I'm just, I'm. This is just my nervous, anxiety or whatever. But just like thinking that, like, I think, again, we've talked about certain things. Like, uh, I mean, she even mentions in this book where it's just like. Okay, I just laid out everything that like Jewish thought used to think considered evil tongue gossip, all that. Now we have social media, where it's like its whole function is that. God, so, so you know what God. I mean? And it's, and it's like, geez, like how far we've gotten from biblical thinking. Like, so uh, funny. A pure, I, I guess purity. I guess is what you want to say. But mm.
0: somebody in our church came up to me on on Sunday, and they they let me know that they just started listening to the podcast, and I was like, okay, cool. They're like, episode three was great. And I'm like, oh, so like oh, you're you, starting all the way back. And, you he's got like, a long way <laughs> and I was like, you know how the first season of Parks and Rec, <laughs> like wasn't that good? And, and he office? It, yeah. like, skip the first five. He's like, no, but it's really good. I just deleted my social media. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, that's good. Um, I was like, I just deleted mine last week and that came out two years ago. <laughs> so like you're, you're already <laughs> well, that's winning. Too that's, that's more
1: negligence than it is. Yeah,
0: I mean. yeah. Uh, and he, he legitimately – and he's going to hear this two years from now because he listens to one a week. Oh yeah, if you do it like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, so I was like, you, "You sure you can't just like start at thirty, and then like if we sure. run out, go back?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's like, "Nope, I'm starting there." All right. Hmm. Yeah. So I do think that this could revolutionize churches, and I, I think churches have fallen apart because this hasn't happened. Like our pastor was sharing with us right before, because wonderful pastor came to private list before we came before we did this. Because mm-hmm. um, yesterday he was like, "What are you doing on the podcast?" And I gave him the topic, and he was like, "Wow." That's that's a great thing to talk about, and I mm-hmm. guess that's what was on his heart when he came by, because um, I think a pastor, out of anybody else, would appreciate people just not gossiping. That's yeah. yeah, you know. Absolutely. One of the stories he shared was just about basically the church that divided and split over um, carpet color, right?
1: Right. Which, and, which I'm sure at the root of that, again, because like you would just like you that sounds impossible. You're like, how would a church divide over corporate color? But at the root of that was how much gossip was there in all yeah. of that, and just slandering of people and just defaming the their name. He could and, care less
0: about what you think because you yeah, value yeah. that oh, color. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah.
1: Just make up scenario. but it's probably what was under the root of
0: all of that. Yeah, it has and to then, be. There's, then, there's, right, there's not right. that there many crazy color people. Yeah, out there. yeah. <laughs> What
1: color would it have to be for me to leave it? You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: bright yellow. Huh? Bright yellow. That's the color. Bright yellow. <laughs> yeah. Right. That. That's when Maybe. I'd be like, well, what kind of people would choose that? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm ready to split a shirt. I need mean, like neon color. I could I could
2: see like myself. Like neon, yeah, neon green? Neon green, yeah. neon orange. Like the, the, the
1: Nickelodeon oh. slime?
0: Yeah. yeah. Nickelodeon slime? Remember that? I do. Yeah, Did yeah. you say slang or slime? Slime. Oh, okay. Yeah, that – and what was the other example? Um, about like an organ? Organ. Yeah, yeah, organ. Yeah. I'm sure this happens with like worship style. That I get a little bit more though. Because, like, at the least there's, like, worship issue. styles yeah. and, and
1: money and, and opinions on, like, what, a taste of what sounds better. But, like, a, a carpet rug, it's, like,
2: that's that, – it almost does nothing to a church service.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, the other one – he gave three examples. The other one was, like, the the side of the church that wanted the pastor to leave and the other side that wanted the pastor to Oh, they just sat pay. there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So – but that just goes on about like what you feel about a pastor and wanting them to leave yeah, that's what the rather than yeah actually
0: confronting them and talking to them, yeah the nonverbals verbals mm-hmm. yeah one here's one tell- here's a heart check one that um through an experience personal experiences and 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 from talking to other people um if something happens that's huh, Something, if somebody does something like either traumatic or somebody like makes a big mistake or like a loved one or someone that goes to your church or someone in your family, and your initial reaction is to tell people about it, either Mm -hmm. they're really close loved ones or not, um, instead of ministering to that person, even if that person was in the wrong. So it's like it's hard to fill in that blank if without like inserting certain situations, but like, Mm -hmm. um, say you have a brother and sister in Christ that makes like a big mistake. Like they were in the wrong and they do something really dumb and they're either marriage or suffering because of it, or, um, they they just lost it. Like this is completely fictional. Someone on the worship team loses their mind, right? On stage, they get real mad. They curse out somebody else in the worship team. And they just got really mad because they, you know, for the 18th time Cole played the wrong chord and he just like, you know, screw this. And he starts cursing them out, you know, instead of just standing around and, and, As a worship team, and just walking together and and talking about it, it's like find that person and find out what happened, why he did it, and pray for him, or get the whole worship team together and immediately be like, "All right, guys, let's pray." You know, the the common situation then is to be like, "Can you believe that that happened?" And then Mm -hmm. let that go from there. But they start theorizing things. Start theorizing. Hmm. um, That's another kind of poisonous situation that I've seen where. Even if the person is in the wrong, you still don't have the right to talk about it. And even if everybody was there to witness the same event,
1: right, 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 yeah,
0: it's not new news to talk about somebody cursing, cold out, and he was. We were all there, so exactly. it's not, I'm so not why, giving them new news, so right? Why,
1: exactly. So why are we even? Yeah, yeah. I guess that'd be like the little. I guess, that's more of a shock factor, I guess, and like the verbal processing. Yeah, not justifying it, but that's yeah. that's why I think why. people would do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you actually, your mind can't process what just happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the it'd be fine because the root of that would would be what you have to pray for. So it's it'd be it'd be like hmm. trying to get at what,
0: what really happened and and pray for it. Yeah. So wrapping up, any closing thoughts?
1: Um. No. Uh, I think not of my own really. I think Paul kind of summed up this whole thing great in Philippians. It says, uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humi- humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And I think that sums up a lot because if we really looked at other people as ourselves, 99.9% of things that you would want to say, you wouldn't say because you want to, you want, to want them said about you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it sounds so cliche, but it only sounds cliche because we don't, I think we don't try to actively live it out. If we were trying to every day actually live that out, it wouldn't be a cliche. It would be something to cling to. Mm. But because we only just hear it in passing and don't, like, it 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 sounds like
0: cliche. Great. I love it. That's a good verse. It Mm -hmm. closed you I mean. Nah, the only thing I can think of is
2: it's going to sound, again, a little cliche and, and dumb to say to wrap this up, but pray, like. Mm. If anything comes into mind, it, it, the first thing, first thing our brain should go to is prayer. Mm. Prayer for the other person. Prayer for our hearts to change.
0: And they will, too. It's, a, it's crazy. Like, you pray for your yeah. heart to change it like it does. Yeah. And the fact that we don't go to that first, it really just exposes that, like,
2: whatever the situation is, we don't believe it can change. Like, yeah, and that, Not think, every time, but maybe sometimes. Like, I think that's good that you're saying that, even Adam, saying that you can pray about it and it will change having the prayer that God can change uh, that person. God can change your heart. Mm. Um, he's God of miracles. He's able to do anything. So if you're earnestly praying and uh, willing yourself to change as well, then God will
0: move. Yeah, it's, it's the actual submission of will. Mm-hmm.
1: That's 100% what it is. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. my, my will is that something bad happens to them. Yeah. You know, if you're mad at them, mm-hmm. right? That would be my will. Mm-hmm. Or at least they, they're aware and they apologize. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I, we we beat this dead horse since since um, gospel fluency, but is that a bad? No, it's um, good. Uh, and that w- the conversation starters and everything. I mean, uh, we we know what we're not supposed to do, but we should be striving to do what we are supposed to do. Like we're not supposed to go- gossip. Mm-hmm. So, in place of that, is conversations about the Bible, what God's doing in your life. So, conversations. If you, It's really hard to answer in gossip when someone asks you, what is God doing in your life right now? It's like, well, I know what, what God's not doing in Joe's life. Like, how are you supposed to answer that? Right, you know? right, right. right. Hmm. And so just purposely initiating what um, you want to see and modeling what you want to hear in a conversation is going to be the way out of this, the first step out of, of those like habits. And you're going to make mistakes. Like, you are going to make mistakes. Like, I'm going to do it again, and and you guys are too. And it's our, our goal to hold each other accountable Um, And to hold it with heavy weight, to not think it's, oh, it's it's just gossip.
1: Yeah. And I think some people struggle at this more than others because of a a different, just a different build. They're just just wired differently. Like I struggle with like pessimism and anger, really. And my outlook on any situation is always going to be, the negative, or the it just—it's my first thing. So I got to actively work to. This is a hard thing for me because I got to. I'll gossip to my to myself about things that even, haven't even happened yet. Like I'll predict things negatively on other people's behalfs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whether it happens or whether it doesn't, doesn't change anything. Like so, I'm already setting up a negative mm-hmm. scenario, and I got to actively work to change that mm-hmm. in my own brain and my own heart.
0: Um. Because that's not biblical at all. Yeah. So, and for me, the, my urge to to gossip comes from well, we talked this before. Like I, I the need to please. Mm. Right. I mean, it's just like that's not. I wouldn't say like my overall, but it is like a desire. Like I, 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 I I'm a people pleaser. Um. So when it comes to that's when that's where the exaggeration characters come came from as a kid, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the desire to please, mm-hmm. to be the person who has a cool story in the room. You know. And it's not—I mean, I've, God sanctified me from that in many ways, but it's still at the heart of gossip. That's kind of what it is. You want to say something that's going to make other people think that you're in the know, and you know that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So that's what I have to fight against. So it's a different fight for you. It's a different fight yeah. for me, but the same result is sin, and we have to fight it. Right. You know. Exactly.
1: But it's definitely one hundred percent the will thing, and and that's really the that should be our major. Concern and appreciation and respect and and love for the Holy Spirit. That's that's its major thing in our life is to change us and conform us more to the image of, of Jesus. But we look at it for so many other things. Oh, not not we us, yeah. but but just in general, people do. They want all, all the other benefits that come from the Holy Spirit or or different things they're searching for or the how they use it in their vernacular. But that's its main job to change you,
2: hmm.
1: and that's the most people resist it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, me me too. I'm just saying, you know. It, so it's the will. It's it's you have to want the change and any anything that we've ever talked about. That's what it comes down to. Mm. You have to want to look more like Christ, yeah.
0: or else or we'll just in one year out the other kind of. That's what Pastor Josh phrased so well. Like stuck with me when he was like, "I really love marijuana, but I love Jesus more." Right. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I, mean, I would love to sleep with people yeah. other than the person I married. Yeah. But I love Jesus and I love her more than. Yeah. His, you know, and like that's that's just being
1: blatantly honest. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I, and I mean it hurt, it kind of felt weird to hear, but yeah. it was just because it was blatantly honest. Right. And, and that just exposes how fake we are all the time about certain things. Mm. But I mean the, the idea is like sin is fun and you have to love Jesus more than that sin. Yeah. In every aspect. And it's short-term fun.
2: Yeah. Mm. There's always consequences yeah.
0: and it, it eventually wears its mm-hmm. head. All right. So change the world, man. Flip your <laughs> church. I'm serious, though. Like, the, if you're yeah, looking yeah, for a seriously. way to, to start a we talked about you start a fire in one place, and it was mm-hmm. the one to quote, like in Damascus, like it, it spreads. Oh, yeah. You, uh, oh, spark yeah, no, in some, no, yeah. The spark inhabitant and fire Sla- echo. Slander, st- a
1: slanderer stands in Damascus but kills in Rome. So I think the other, other
0: way is true as well. Like, you don't. Stands in Rome and kills in Damascus? No, or no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that if you... The positive changes of, of, of not oh, doing yeah, it has yeah. got a catch too. Yeah. Like just knowing that if one of the three of us in the room is doing it, it's gonna make the rest of us feel uncomfortable and convicted. Mm-hmm. You know, So I, I, you should be encouraged and, and be happy that you're, you can possibly influence your church to be more cohesive and especially in an age of disunity. Like this year, I think every church we've talked to, the, the theme this year is unity and what they're trying to address because churches feel a disunity. And I think that comes from more than just gossip. I think it comes from like vaccines and issues and stuff like that. But if you want to be a part of the positive unity that Christians need right now, bridle your tongue mm. or cut it out. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, she, in
1: the book, she gives this example of like uh, this anecdote where her, her front her one friend actually tried to do it and spent like a considerable amount of time every day to like make sure nothing she – and it actually started changing her heart to like start giving people the benefit of the doubt. And like we live in – this is how I operate. So like I live in the negative. So I – what's the opposite of giving people the benefit of the doubt? I assume. assume the worst. I assume the worst. <laughs> and sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's not. And there's two sides of the coin where it's like, okay, you can either assume the worst and maybe it will be right or you can give them the benefit of the doubt. And maybe it'll be right, and and the worst of the the worst outcomes of those is like you you're living naively if you're always just giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, or you're critical and you're assuming the worst, mm-hmm. and if you're equally wrong the same amount of times, why not be naive and just give everybody the benefit of the doubt yeah and if you're going to miss 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 biblically or miss the way that you would want people to miss on you like I'd rather somebody. Give me the benefit of the doubt, and then be wrong. And people mm-hmm. always assume the worst in me, and everything, and then be wrong. You know,
0: the 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 always assuming the best, that the optimist. I always I mean, I know it's we're optimist before, prime. Optimist. Yeah, I think of, <laughs> I think of golden retrievers. Literally, like a mm. person who like always assumes the best. Yeah. Cause like who hates golden retrievers? I, I, maybe you do, but like, yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah. like, no, I, you're not a big, do, a big dog person. Yeah, you're not a big big dog person. I'm just saying like I, no, nobody looks at golden retrievers like this. I hate that thing. Yeah. like it's usually it's like they're, they walk all the they, all they want is love. Like they assume the best. Like yeah, you could, they, that dog would never know that you were you know if yeah. you don't like it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of how you know. Obviously, we have to be a little more informed than a, a dumb mm-hmm. dog. But that blind devotion and blind optimism is mm-hmm. is kind of yeah. what you're talking about. You know.
1: But yeah. Again, not so twilight. blind that that you're not addressing sin, but
0: blind, but blind enough that you're giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bennett has not ad- admonished me yet, but <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Well, you guys have been encountered. Thank you so much for tuning into the Encounter podcast and being part of the Encounter community. We treat this podcast as a ministry. We pray for it. We pray for our listeners and we pray that the guests and the information and the gospel that we share on this channel and this media platform are always and only glorifying to Christ and Christ alone. And while we do that, guys, our podcast sometimes spans one to three hours. So if you hear anything that you disagree with while we are speaking, which is highly likely, be Berean Christians, you have a few options. The first one would be to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The second one would be to know that your and our authority should be and always be the scripture so before you take anything at our word please open the pages of your bible read them and find out what absolute truth looks like find it. And then the next step would be to reach out to us. And we would love to learn from our listeners um, as you are listening through a one-way communication to about our podcast. So please reach out to us with questions, concerns. We want to be held accountable. We want to have conversations. We want to see actual growth, but first take a deep breath. Second, open your Bible and three, give us a shout out. Have a blessed week.